What's up, everybody? It's your boy, The Complete Fighter, J.D. Griffey, and you are watching Drinking at Mo's Podcast. Okay. Get that. All right, everybody. Welcome to Drinking at Mo's. Big Mo here. YouTube, be sure like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff because that YouTube algorithm's a pain in the ass. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Leave a review. Today, I'm excited. I have with me today, you've seen him in quite a few places recently. I actually ran into him at Wrestling Revolver, Tales from the Ring. Uh, Grippy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mo? I can't complain. You know, things <laughs> getting settled for the holidays. Going to take a little bit of a break recording interviews for then, you know, concentrate on family and all that. But, you know, I had some good opportunities. I was actually featured in the Warrior Wrestling Warrior 26 pre-show that I was like, oh, sweet, yeah. I found out about that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They've become pretty good friends of mine. But uh, first thing I like to start off with each of my guests with is what got you started as a fan? And then what got you started making the leap into the business? Mm. Um, what got me started as a fan is always like a uh, such a... I want to say an abstract question, but, you know, you would feel like it's not considering, you know, you know, we all watch wrestling. That's kind of what brings us to it. But I can't remember one thing in specific, like my first wrestling memory. I remember that one thing that got me hooked. And it was mm. like, I can't even remember how old I was. I was so little. But like, I remember uh stone cold cutting a promo stone cold in the rock they were going back and forth mm. back in the day and cutting a promo and uh stone cold was like uh he said when your beeper goes off and you look down and it says 316 you know your ass belongs to stone cold right and mm. so i was as a kid i was of the impression that you couldn't be a fan of both like at that time you know if you like the rock you didn't really mess with stone cold you're just like nah fam <laughs> And so I was like a rock guy, but I always respected Stone Cold. So it was always like, yo, rock, like stop antagonizing, you know, anybody but Austin, bro. Like, yo, just chill, yeah. you know, because it just did it. It never went well. And so, you know, the rock's cutting this promo, you know, it's the Intercontinental Championship. You know, he's they're doing mm. the whole shit. The rock's cutting his promo. His beaver goes off and he goes in the old fanny pack, you know, and he <laughs> looks. And you see Mary, you know what I'm talking about? And he like, looks. Mm. And Stone Cold spins him around, starts whooping his ass. And I remember being like, I told you, I told you. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where it was like, you know, and all your friends are at school and, you know, everybody's watching it. And so it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, my younger brother and I, we'd have all the couch cushions off and, you know, we'd hear my parents upstairs and be like, oh, mom and dad are coming. And we try to like put the cushions back up, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> And so I, yeah. I was pretty, I was hooked pretty early. I used to have the little, um, the little uh, WWE um, 
a little attitude, uh, a little CDs, you know what I'm talking about, where I had oh, all yeah, the yeah. music's on there. Yeah, the and we used to, my younger brother and I used to put on like little wrestling shows and we were like everybody on the show, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was one of those things where it was like, I was, yeah, I was hooked as a fan, like pretty, pretty early. And I just, mm. I didn't even really know what it was. Like, I didn't really even understand pro wrestling, like all that much. I just knew I was just hooked. I was like, I don't know what's going on but I'm here for all of it. (laughs) I'm here for all of it. And then, um, you know, uh, just, you know, coming along after that, you know, my dad, you know, uh, being friends with Booker T, uh, I used to be able to go to the shows. Like his son Mm -hmm. used to live with us and stuff like that. And so when WWF or at the time WWE was in town, we would get to go to like the little shows. And then like, I remember it was one, uh raw in dallas and i remember we were sitting really close and like kane did like the fire like the, mm. it was actually hot no oh, and yeah. i remember being like i remember being like oh this shit is real oh my god and so like as a little kid i was like on one i was like here for <laughs> all of it so like i think those mm. are the memories like going to the shows and like experiencing the like pageantry of it but then like as a yeah. kid just like just being invested and like i feel like that was one of those things like I got invested in wrestling emotionally pretty early. Mm. Like I would be upset. I would like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I would be like, yeah. like, like it would like mess up my day, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if the guy I like didn't win on Monday Night Raw, like Tuesday morning was a rough day at school for me, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it was, and then like um going all in as a performer, I was in martial arts a lot, like in school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I kind of gravitated towards the Ken Shamrocks, the Steve mm-hmm. Blackmans, you know, RVD a little bit. Uh, I was a big Kurt Angle fan, you know, just because mm-hmm. he was an Olympic gold medalist. And so, you know, yeah. you know uh, I was like, yo, you know, um, but, but there was one of those things, like I liked every wrestler for every different reason. Like I just kind of mm-hmm. took in wrestling as a whole, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, just, going all in as a performer I think it was I made the decision like that I wanted to do it like maybe ninth 10th 11th grade and I remember my dad was having none of it he was like going to college first you know this is not and like my dad probably thought it was a phase he was like all right after you get done with school you know you go ball after you're done with school if you still want to wrestle I'll pay for it yada 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 that whole thing and when the time came he was like all right so you want to go want to come work with me instead I was like and NASA and it's like, fuck no, I'm, you said, you said, you know, <laughs> you said, yeah. and then like, yeah. And then, so after that, it was, yeah, it was pretty much history. Um, and then, yeah, I just uh, went to, uh, we visited a few schools. Uh, it was weird. Cause I feel like that's not like commonplace now, but I remember going to the training schools with my parents mm. <laughs> and like you know and pe- i remember people being like yo who the fuck you know and i was just like i just thought that's how it was i yeah. really did i just thought that how it was and so i went and like i treated it like almost like college recruiting like i went with my mm. parents we saw the facilities and stuff like that you know and you yeah. already know how wrestling is some of these places are kind of jank you know and so yeah. there were some schools that we went to and we turned right around right back you know <laughs> and so um we went, we got to Waxahachie. We were trying to find places that were close. So we was town in Waxahachie, Texas, uh, Killer Tim Brooks, uh, legend, Hall of Famer. 
he had a school. And when we went there, it was like a barn. It looked like a barn. Like he had a really nice house. And then off to the side, it was, it was, he had a farm. And it was like this barn. And it was like a dungeon. It was like a dungeon. And everybody in there was sweating. It looked awful. And I was like, I just knew my dad was like about to turn back around. Right. But he did. He started like nodding his head. And I was like, oh, what? The oh, hell no. Like, no way. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm like, oh, God, no. And so I, we ended up signing on with um, with Killer Tim Brooks. And I started my training at Killer Tim Brooks in, in the dungeon in the freaking hot box. It's like 100 <laughs> degrees every day. Um, but then like six weeks after that, my dad also, you know, uh, I, we had gotten permission from Killer to also train at Skandor Agbars. So I was mm-hmm. learning from two Hall of Famers, um, you know. Uh, yeah. And so I was learning at the feet of fucking legends. And I was, at the time, I didn't know how much of an opportunity was. I actually bitched about it a lot. My dad was like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) you know, and um, yeah, that was it. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, uh, I want to try. I got to know. Cause I went through a lot of phases where I'd be like, I want to be a soccer player. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know how kids are, you pick it up. Yeah. Especially if you're good at it right away. Which you know was kind of my curse, if you will, it was like I was yeah. pretty much pretty good at anything I picked up, and so the only thing I ever stuck with was science and martial arts, and then now pro wrestling. And so, yeah, it was boom, and I kind of hit the ground running, and it was history after that, man. <laughs> that that's awesome. We kind of have some similarities there, especially with uh, you know that whole Rock Austin era. I was oh, yeah. more of the stone cold guy, but I had the respect for the yeah. rock because you I had mean, to, you, yeah, yeah, you, you almost, you almost you had know. to like, you, you had you to pick had a side, one, but you Bruh. had to have respect for that other one. You had to respect the other one because he was such a good adversary. And I think oh, the yeah. best wrestling rivalries are like that. Any rivalry in any kind of storytelling, you know, you are only yeah. as good as the person who was the, antith- the antithesis of you, like your opposite, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you guys go yeah. out there, and that's that's what creates those those battles. You know, you got Batman and Joker, Stone Cold, Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, you got yeah. Cena. You know, you got you got these guys who like you, it. Just is what it is. You know, it it's it's crazy. And these wrestling rivalries, you still find them today. It's the beautiful thing about storytelling and wrestling. Is like even though there were so many of those great rivalries back in the day, there are times now where we still have these these rivalries that we're almost invested in so much that they're a part of our identity, like the Sami Zayn and 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 Steen, like Zayn, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, right? Like, yeah. if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you this the rivalry is so much bigger than WWE, right? And oh yeah. So, so it's one of those things where when Sami won't side with you know with, with Kevin you're kind of you feel some way you feel some way like yo yeah you, yo bro like what the f-? you know totally. and just to feel like and just to feel like wrestling as a whole has that like in WWE and you know mm-hmm. even home at home in AEW you know we have those rivalries as well that's just nuts you know what I'm saying and so like um you just wrestling is everywhere it's in ring of honor it's in AEW it's even in the indies you know like even with <laughs> Like we were talking about revolver, like Swan and, and, and yes. Swerve, you know, yeah. and you know, right now Swerve beefing with the homies. So you know, I was rooting for Swan. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, swerve beefing with Keith. So I'm already like, yo, Swan, put a put a, put him in a bag, bro. Put him in a coffin. Put that shit away, <laughs> dog. Like this guy. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things like you get to see these great robberies and like that we still have them in wrestling today. And all yeah. things considered, I'm like, I'm excited to see the robberies in the future. And then even the next generation after mm-hmm. after we're done with this whole thing, like, will those guys still have classics? You know, all signs point yeah. to yes. Yeah, and another thing with Revolver and going into those rivalries, they even have some that are spanning multiple promotions at one yeah, time. Absolutely. Like you got Macklin and Callahan, and mm-hmm. just the intensity of now Macklin has the Revolver title. Yeah. What's Callahan going to do? And, you know, they had the big uh, barbed wire massacre match not all that long ago with the with the two of them and Moose and just and the, and the animosity know. there is the rivalry is it's all very feral and it's all very real and it's all very you you kind of see these things like bleed into their matches quite literally you know <laughs> um, and even with Macklin who's just like he's intense. You know, yeah. and then like, and like Sam, like Sammy's intense as well. And then, so it just creates these, it creates these robberies. Like you say, like, oh, these two guys are about to kill each other. All mm-hmm. right, where's, where's my drink? Here's my food. I'm here for it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Revolver gives the fans like every freaking show, man. Like it's, uh, oh yeah. Debuting, debuting there was kind of crazy because it was almost like the, the, the fanaticism of revolvers fan bases like it's 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 nothing like you i'm gonna be honest like it's nothing like it so it was like one of those things where i bust through the curtain in the x division title match and it was just like a, oh these motherfuckers are ready to go like forget <laughs> if you know it was for real it was like oh, oh forget yeah. if the guys in the ring are ready to go these fucking fans they're ready to get they like yo right, come on get to the ring we have, you know we'll get time for this let's go get to the ring let's go yeah, you no, know? I remember being there. And yeah, totally. And so it's just one of those things like wrestling is so full of that right now. Very, very, very exciting to be a part of. Oh, I can only imagine. I mean, some of the matches that happened that night, that multiple multi-man matches. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The, the match you were in with the X Division title scramble match, you had Bay. the... Yep. Billy Starks, who, good God, she is on fire right now. The kid, kid's amazing. Kid is amazing. I was. She's a little troll, and I want to like strangle her sometime. (laughs) She like she she always just catches me off guard, and like I'm never paying attention, and I'm just like what? And she's just like nothing. I was just messing with you, and you didn't hear any of it. It It's just like what did I ever do to you, Billy? Like what? And, you know, but it's just one of those things. She's like everybody's kid sister and you find everybody, you know, everybody's rooting for her and she's every, yeah. she's everybody's kid sister. She's a sweet kid. And, you know, you know, yeah. Mouse is out there. Her dad's out there. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really good to see. And, you know, she's in good hands in the business. Everybody yeah. looks out for her and she's she's dedicated and she's she's driven and she's She's so young. I think she only just turned 18. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's like, been, just, you know, just recently, the last week or so. Yeah, you know, so it was like, you know, she did all this stuff. You know, she's wrestled all over the, the country. Then she goes to Japan and then she turns 18. You know, so you're like, I all know, right, kid, right? you're, off, you're off to a good start, good start, kid. Just 
you could probably jog and still win the race. <laughs> you know, you got a nice head start. But again, it just goes to show like uh, just, the, just the grit that, that she possesses, you know, because I know that doing some of that stuff at 22 was tough for me, you know, oh, yeah. you know, um, and then for her, you know, she's so seasoned and it's just amazing to see the things that she does. And then you got him in the match. Also, you got Chris Bay, who mm. I think the only thing that guy can't do is go broke. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, he's like in the music, you know, he's, he's an artist, you know, he's mm-hmm. the, the dude can draw. He's, he's a bodybuilder. He's a freaking athlete. Like, it's just like, all right, Chris, like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Chris is another guy who's, I mean, he's just a generational talent. You know, you got Speedball mm-hmm. at the time, the X Division champ, uh, a fellow martial artist. So, you know, that, you know, that was mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. You know, you got Casey Navarro, a guy who's like Dante Leon, you know, it was like Gringo Loco. It was like, look, we had some, we had some studs in there. You know, it was, it was, mm-hmm. some, it was some lumber throwing and it was a, it was a fun match. And, uh, Revolver was definitely one of those shows. Like, oh, I'll be back there pretty soon, but it's just one of those shows. Like, after I left, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get back, you know? And it's, <laughs> I can only imagine. It was because it was one of those things, like, even in that match, it's so funny. Like, you'll probably remember mm-hmm. it too, but I had, like, cracked everybody in the face and everybody went down, and I just heard the crowd come alive, and I turn around and Speedball's just standing there. And it was like, that was my fr- but, like, you, you already know what I'm talking about. And so it was like, that was my first time there. But like everybody, you could feel it. Like the crowd was like, oh, it's about to go there. And we just started throwing live <laughs> rounds, bro. And it was like, I was like, yo, like, it's like, it's really like that here. Okay. Because you see the videos and you see the advertisements, you know. And, you know, kudos to the production crew at Revolver. And mm-hmm. so you like, like, oh, it's just well put together, well advertised, which that's what any promotion should do. And then you get yeah. there, you're like, oh, no, this ain't advertising. It's really like that. It's really like that. Like, it ain't advertising. It's really, we really like that. And so I was like, oh, shit. All right, let's get it then. And so that was a definitely a good experience, minus uh, not walking away as division champion. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Good. You know, it would have been nice. I, I think I closed the year. Yeah, I think I closed the year out okay, all things considered. Oh, oh yeah, all uh, things considered, definitely. I mean, oh. good grief. I, I remember talking with uh, Casey Navarro at uh, the meet and greet before mm-hmm. the show. And I said, I remember talking to you at Warrior Wrestling when they were in St. Louis. He was like, oh, yeah, the Mike Bennett match. It kind of dove over and into the crowd. I'm like, yeah, that happened right in front of me. And we both kind of laughed about it. Yeah. And it's just He's- one of those things where, like, in wrestling, we do so much crazy stuff. Sometimes we have to be, like, reminded. Like, remember that one time you did that thing? It's like, I do now. Holy crap. I can't believe I did that. Like, we're insane. <laughs> we are insane. Oh, yeah. And, but you know what? I'm, let me say this. Let me say this. We're nuts, but I feel like fans are more nuts than us because some of the nuts thing, like, like yeah, Casey doing a flip into the third row, you think, like, somebody would be, like, you know, appalled or something. I guarantee you everybody in the vicinity was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, who's crazy? Who's I was. crazy? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so, yeah, you know, wrestling I mean, is fun right now, dude. It's just Oh, totally. So much fun. fun but, right I mean, you you brought up the the fans being crazy. I did that at mm-hmm. that show when that happened. 
I mean, hell, I'm the crazy guy that when I was stationed in San Diego, I got to go to a handful of Padres baseball games. And there was one where there was, I was sitting out in right field. There was a hard tag at third. Before I know it, benches clearing, bullpens clearing. And I think, I think the people sitting around me are thinking I'm nuts because I'm standing up. Yes. Yeah, dude, in a baseball game, that's, that's, that's a fight and everybody gets scared and pro wrestling. That's a contract signing, bro. That's every contract. Know, signing, right? bro. Like we got a scrap on our hands. Let's, <laughs> let's go. I'm here for all of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you, you mentioned, you know, ending the year on a pretty good note. I mean, you've been, I mean, recently there's been, you know, AEW, you've been a part of, you know, a handful of dark matches. Mm-hmm. You were in one where an, another good friend of mine, uh, Jay Fowler, he, where you were in the 20 on one match where, you know, there's, that whole deal with Wardlow and he's attacking the security. Oh, I was like, wait, what? 20 on one. Oh, okay. I, oh, I remember. Uh, Wardlow's, uh, it was, it was, I think it was Missouri though. I think that was yeah. the Missouri show. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But yeah, that, that was pretty insane. I remember I wanted to go to that show because it's literally only a couple hours for me, but work and stuff, it wasn't going to work out. But man, I remember watching that match. I'm like, oh, damn. Then, you know, we uh, some dark matches, which one of them I was looking up because I didn't actually get to watch this match, but leads into an event that you had just recently where you teamed up with Shane Taylor part of Shane Taylor promotions yeah. and you know pretty good stint there with handful of AEW and then going into and I was pleasantly surprised because I remembered you from Revolver and seeing yeah. oh damn he's going to be in their Ring of Honor final battle with you know Shane Taylor promotions against yeah. Swerve in Our Glory which yeah. I mean how people might have thought you know the match would go after swerve spoiler alert walked out yeah it was a damn good match and yeah so yeah very much so being able to end on a good note what was that night like final battle because everybody you know the longtime wrestling fans who had been a fan of ring of honor for like a long time are all mm-hmm. clamoring for, you know, Ring of Honor. What are they going to do next? What was that night like for you? Uh, for me, it was it was uh, a tale of two coins, I guess I would say, because it was more, uh, you know, people who have followed my career and Keith's career, you know, they pretty much go hand-to-hand. He's like a childhood friend of mine. Like, I've known him 20 years. You know, he's, he's like a brother to me. And so it was one of those things where it was like uh, we always envisioned ourselves at the biggest stages and stuff like that, but never in an adversarial way. You know, mm. so that was one of those weird things where it was like, 
Okay, that's kind of weird, you know. Uh, this will make Christmas holidays really bizarre in a few weeks, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then, um, you know, with Shane, you know, Shane, signing with Shane Taylor Promotions, you know, uh, anybody who's followed Shane Taylor, you know, he's a different kind of dude, you know. He's super intense, you know. And mm. I, I was at a point for myself where I was just, like, I was just stacking bodies and racking up titles, but I didn't feel like I was getting the recognition that I deserve. I felt like every show was a debut and I felt like I had been carving for long enough that it shouldn't be. Like even I think for the Revolver show, we can speak on the Revolver show again, just to uh, go on a small tangent of when I walked out, I know you guys didn't know who the fuck I was. Uh, who's this guy? I mean, he looks cool. He looks intent like, but I kind of got to see after the, by the time the match is over, like, hell yeah, come back, do hell yeah. You know, the police come back chance and that's cool. But I feel like I had to do that every match. So it was one of those things like, what am I missing? And it was just like one of those things like my bouts weren't promoted properly. You know, I wasn't getting the best opportunity, whatever, what have you. The thing with being with Shane Taylor Promotions is, is like Shane didn't just get me the best fights, right? That's not all he did. He didn't just get them promoted correctly. And they're, they're high marquee matches. He didn't just do that. He, he wasn't just at the facilities with me, helping me prepare for these bouts. When match time comes, when bell time comes, he's lacing his boots to go into battle with me. It's different. It's different. Yeah. You know, and so when people were like, why did it take you so long to sign? I was like, well, it took, it, it, I had to wait for the ink to dry. You know what I mean? Because it was like, once I was, and and like, again, we're still working at the growing pains because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit uh, different than uh, a lot of the other members in Shane Taylor promotions. You know, I'm a different kind of fighter and stuff like that. And so, but like, it's one of those things where like, when Shane says he's all in with you, he's all in with you. And then like, mm. we saw that Keith was in a weird situation and it was just bittersweet. It was one of those things where it's like, all right, forget the window of opportunity. We're kicking in the door, but the door has Keith's name on it. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, and, you know, but for him to be mature, like business is business. And it was one of those things that was weird. The story going into it was like, yo, the three of us had been friends for like a long time. You know, it was like one of those things, like we were kind of our own version of like the, the shield, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. just those three guys who just, you know, maybe not like, you know, like the gimmick or no stupid crap. Like, not, not yeah. gimmick, stupid. But like, you know, the fictional, like, you know, you know, yeah, the but it was just like, aspect. but the fictional aspect of it, but like the real aspect of it, like Mox and, you know, fucking you know uh rollins and reigns like they bros in real life yeah you feel me and so i meant it more in that aspect of like, yeah the three of us like are brothers like you know and so it's one of those things like keith you got two brothers at your 12 and you can't even trust the guy at your six you in a pickle you know what i mean and mm. and that and it was one of those things like going out there you know shane was like hey you know you're probably the only person that's ever debuted for ring of honor at their biggest pay-per-view. It's kind of like debuting at WrestleMania. All right, no pressure. I'm like, you <laughs> motherfucker. Like, I was like, you mother. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, but no, and on a serious note, like going out there and just performing in Arlington, Texas, like kind of our backyard, you know, and everything coming full circle. And then, you know, there was a part of the match where Swerve, you know, kind of walked out on Keith and I was just kind of like, oh, that's a whole move. But, mm. You know, Keith was able to eke out the victory and win where when Keith walked out on Swerve, Swerve wasn't able to get the victory. So, you know, in a couple of days in San Antonio, it's going to be uh, interesting to see uh, 
that conversation mm. on Dynamite on TBS Wednesday night. You know no, what I mean? Like, it's no, gonna, yeah, it's gonna no, be an that's... interesting thing to see. And uh, you know, Shane and I'll be waiting in the wings, so you know, that, we're see what yeah, we're no, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I know at the uh, media scrum, they made the announcement that ROH TV is going to be getting put on the relaunched Honor Club, which you know, I will admit I went and subscribed because I'm like, hmm, being the Ring of Honor fan that I am, I had to yeah. get in there on that. Um, what would, is there, what is your status there with, you know, the whole AEW, ROH, like, are you going to be uh, in there for... Like, there, there's so many moving parts right now. I can say with 100% certainty, until the boss speaks on it, I don't speak on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's my, you know... <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we're hearing, we're hearing a bunch of guys are getting signed to this and the guys are getting signed to that. I'm like, listen, until the boss speak on it, I don't speak on it. No, I'm, that, uh, that, when that. When they tell sense. me to show up to work, I show up to work. Totally, totally get it because <laughs> it would kind of put you in a bit of an awkward spot if like yeah. you said one thing and then something whatever something happens and the thing that you mentioned fell through and then it's like well shit well that's the, but that's the weird thing it's like it's really nothing to mention because like we are so busy like a lot of the moving parts even in ring of honor like it's so busy that we're none of us are talking about that we're like what's next cool what's next cool and so it's weird sometimes when we're asked these questions we're like also, what's yeah. the status on this deal? And what's the status on this deal? And it's like, oh, I just know where I'm supposed to be on Tuesday. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know. I <laughs> just tell me what to be and I show up, you know. Hey, that That's the way to do it, you know. You, and and you it, it keeps, I feel like it keeps, it keeps everybody out of trouble. It keeps the company out of trouble. It keeps the wrestlers out of trouble. It keeps the management, the office. Everybody's out of trouble. Those kind of things come from up high. And we the only thing I gotta worry about is who's opposing me in the ring. That's I just need to know who the ops are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh no, I totally get you there. I I, uh, I tell I tell TK that every time. I'm like, look, you ain't gotta worry about none of that other stuff. Like, I'm I'm good. You just tell me who you need. You tell me the name, and then they dead. It's a body. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm cracking them in the face, and we're going to work. Like that's. That's really all, that's all Shane and I care about. You know, it's like, yeah. what about this? And what are we like? Bro, all I need is is the name. And we and we yeah. put them in a bag, bro. Like, that's, it's really that simple. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as for that, like, it's, I'm not playing coy or be, like, it's really like, we don't. And a lot of the guys on, and you follow Ring of Honor, you know, a lot of those guys are workhorses, you know, Yuta uh, mm -hmm. and like, and like uh, Cesaro and, you know, STP and like, you know, Taven and Bennett, like, you know, these guys are all workhorse. They're not worried about what's in woods. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's just, you know, the Briscoes, you know, Revive. Like, everybody's just like, what's next? What mm -hmm. the deal is it? It's like, oh, that's cool. We'll let office work. We'll let the office worry about that. What's next, yeah. you know? So that's, yeah. that's kind of been everybody's thing. We don't even, 
we don't like you probably won't be able to get any wrestlers to speak on it because there's nothing for us to talk about outside of who's the op, you know, and mm. we go get that. Yep. No, and uh, like, I, I, like I know about as much as everybody else does, like online. And then sometimes you'll hear like, oh, this is the new TV deals here and this deals here. Mm. And then you'll go to work and be like, where did you hear that? And this is, you know, people will be talking and they're like, what? Where did you hear that? And so, so, so I don't get washed into it. If it don't come from uh, uh, Tony Khan or Crystal Daniels or Sanjay Dutt, I'm good. Like, I, I just, no. you know. And that, that is definitely the way to go about it because, you know, you'll, hell, maybe I heard about it all the time. Like, oh, we're, we're hearing this or this. And I'm like, until the commanding officer is telling me, like, I my orders, yeah. from him, just mm-hmm. just let me, just tell me where I got to be. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, like, like you mentioned, there's so many moving parts, especially right now with everything, you know, getting re- relaunched. And, you know, right now, the archive footage, footage for Ring of Honor is really what's the on there. Stupid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's stupid long, like, and the... it's all of the classic matches too. Like, yeah, and so it's one of those things. Like, I think what everybody in Ring of Honor is endeavoring to do, and I, I probably shouldn't speak for everyone, but I think I know the kind of performers that I'm in the locker room with enough to speak for them and say, we know what the library, like, consists of, and the classics mm-hmm. and the performances that were put on. We are more concerned about putting on things that are comparable comparable to that or better than that, then we will ever be worried about any other like media deal talks and stuff. We, you know, you know how the ring of honor guys are, you know, Mm. like, yeah, you know, you know, you already know. It's like, man, look, we worried about putting on classics. We want it. We want Ring of Honor to get it. It's just due because there's a lot of people who associate with Ring of Honor, even fans who have been who watch Ring of Honor. You almost have to defend it when you talk about it. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because these are the best grapplers on the fucking planet. But for some really? reason, we have to defend it, and it makes me feel some type of way, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, now you know being a part of Ring of Honor and AEW is one of those things where it's like. They're not gonna, we're not gonna have to defend wrestling as long as I'm on the screen. And you know, Shane's like, well, they ain't defending it when I'm on the screen. And Swerve's mm-hmm. like, when I'm on the screen. And Keith's like, when I'm on the screen. And Cesaro's like, when I'm on the screen. Mm-hmm. And Garcia's like, when I'm on the screen. And Yuta's like, when I'm on the screen. And so now you got a roster full of guys who's like, bro, as long as you see me on the screen, you're gonna get the best wrestling. And everybody mm-hmm. is on one accord with that. So every Ring of Honor show is going to hit you square in the mouth with the best wrestling that you can see. And, and when it is featured on uh, All Elite Wrestling's television, you see what's up. That you is true. Up. No, and you know, I'm no, I can only real speak for myself. I am clamoring for whenever the ROH TV stuff gets going there. But yeah, you guys got a solid locker room with people mm-hmm. that just want to be like, hey, you just get me on the screen, you're gonna bro. get every you getting the best version of pro wrestling that I can give you. And that's and and that's a beautiful thing to be because I don't know how much of the indies you travel, but it's you might find like two or three guys in every locker room that think like that. And then the rest of the guys just you know, they're here for other reasons. I you know, and 
tea, stay on, whatever. You know, I yeah, I, I, I don't I don't eat off another man's plate, so I try not to focus on what he's got on there. But it's one of those things like to be, it makes me realize like that even at that pay-per-view, just guys showing up and just like, mm. yo, fuck the games, all the jokes, all of that. We all we had all the time to do all of that media stuff before today. Mm. Yep. You can do the, the media stuff after the match over. We got the media scrum mm-hmm. afterward. But from here to here, do you mean business? Are you ready to prove that you one of the best wrestlers on the planet? If not, get the fuck off the fucking locker room. Get off the board. Mm-hmm. We don't want you on the board. And I and it's one of those things where I didn't realize what that was like until everybody in the locker room was like that. Yep. It's fucking, it's fucking cool to see. Oh, I I can definitely tell you that from my perspective. I mean, I wasn't there in the locker room, but you can tell watching can tell. those matches. You they, can tell. Man, you got you can tell. You got that. You can tell. We out there. We out there competing, bro. We out there be, trying to be the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. And it's bleeding into the matches. Like, I was watching Garcia and Yuta in a pure rules match because, you know, I'm a bit of a grappler myself and, and I'm an MMA fighter and stuff. And so I'm over here like, yo, the pure division is mine. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I know I'm the new guy and I just got here. But listen, I want all the smoke. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. But just you just watching that match between Yuta and Garcia, and you're just like the passion for grappling, mm. right? You know, mm-hmm. and Garcia can call himself a, a sports entertainer all he wants to, but when he's in there with Yuna, he's Yuta, he's a fucking professional wrestler, and he's damn good yeah. at it. Oh and, yeah, and it's one of the, and it's one of those things where it's like, I just love it. I just, I, I just, mm. I think Ring of Honor is in good hands, and Tony Khan is giving everybody a platform and an opportunity to go like, hey, I want you to go out there and make these people love your wrestling as much as I do. When that's the guy sending you into the battle, mm-hmm. you know, because social media, I feel like he gets a lot of shit on social media for being enthusiastic. And I'm like, I can think of anybody in any job that they have who wish that their boss gave a shit about them. Like TK mm-hmm. cares about us. This is the guy sending you in the battle going, hey, Go out there and do your shit and make them believe in you. Make them love your wrestling as much as I do. Go. Bro, who's not? What? Say no, less. Totally. Say less. You hear it in my promo? Hey, totally. say less, bro. Let me, that's all I need to hear. Let me, let me go do this. Let me go bag something. Bring it back, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like that's the shift in the locker room, right? That's the shift in the locker room. And even in AEW, like, that's the shift you see and you're starting to see it. You're starting to feel it. Mm. You're starting to feel it. Like the tear that Joe's on right now, you feel it. Mm. You feel like Hobbs has got something cooking. You feel it. He's just Mm. cutting promos right now, but you're like, yo, when Hobbs, I feel like he's cooking something. Wardlow, he's cooking something. Mm -hmm. He's cooking something. Yeah, right. Starts Ricky. He's cooking something. Swerve oh, and yeah. Keith, they're cooking something. Shane and I are cooking something. Like definitely, Jamie yeah. Hayter's cooking something. Mm-hmm. Cargill's cooking something. Now people might not like what Cargill's cooking, but we will not deny that she's cooking something. That and, is and true. You, t- you tuning in to see her get hit in the fucking mouth, right? Excuse my language. Sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, hey, I'm. 
there's a reason they talk about talking like a sailor. I mean, Navy veteran, I live it. So, hey, okay. we're good. So, I'm just saying, I was like, I don't want your editor having a beep, 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 beep. It's going to sound like Morse code. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, you you realize that, like, you see it in AW's locker room. You see it in Ring of Honor's locker room. But, like like you said, you're, you've been an avid Ring of Honor fan. That's not weird to you to see that kind of wrestling. For all of these people being introduced to Ring of Honor, they're like, yo, this is different. For you, you're like, oh, no, this is par for the course, bro. This yeah. is what it is. Yo. This is what it is. It's what it's always been. It's nope. what it's always going to be. Any questions? Good. Roll, roll the camera. You know what I mean? And, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a good feeling. It's like a good feeling to be, uh, be injected at the perfect time in the Ring of Honor uh, television. Is That's very exciting for Shane and I. And for Shane, it was like a homecoming, right? Like, uh, mm. it was like a homecoming. It was like, uh, it felt like coming home. And for me, it was like, uh, I was the new baby being brought home from the hospital. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Shane's the kid coming home from college, you know, coming to home. And it's like, oh, this is my home, but I'm the new baby that they brought from the hospital. It's nice, though. <laughs> Everybody's punching each other in the face, but it's okay. It's, I, can, I can get with that. I can get down with that. I'm here for it, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm excited about just being around uh, the, the group of guys and gals in that locker room and everybody's been super welcoming um to me and uh super helpful uh and uh that's just, that's the thing i love I, I promise you man like ring of honor and aw like it's 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 fun man it's it's everybody is good everybody's helpful and it's what makes me mad to hear all of the, some of the shit i hear online it's just like i don't know what y'all talking about they don't know what y'all talking about like it's so crazy it, it's so crazy it's yeah i hate it i hate it so much but yeah like it's cool and to answer your question with the deal none of us are worried about it i just went on this long soliloquy about what we're all focused on right i yeah. just don't. so to answer your question that's what we're focused on we're not focused on the deal like we already know like when, when boss told us it's taken care of we took him at his word and we just we're just moving forward and just you know no that's that's the way to do it you know you worry about the in-ring stuff let them take care of that that's their job back <laughs> they don't pay me to worry about it. yeah they don't they don't pay me to worry about it. they need to, to to kick people in the face choke them out and call it a day so that's yeah. what i focus on that's what All i that's right. what i practice <laughs> no no nothing wrong with that you know good way to go about it i have two categories that i kind of do to round off the show one mm -hmm. bit of a name game i name off some people you at the very least share the locker room with but more okay. often than not somebody that you've been in the ring with whether teaming with them being an opponent mm -hmm. and you give me your thoughts cool first one we talked about her a little bit at the beginning billy starks um I didn't, I was in the ring with her, but I didn't get to interact with Billy that much because in our, the, the, uh, the X Division scramble match, um, she, uh, Casey Navarro got powerbombed on her ankle. So, mm. so for like 10 minutes, she was trying to get her wheel to work again. You know, she was on yeah. one wheel for a little bit, but she was still going out there. She's doing a swanton on one foot man, like on one leg, 
Like if you watch it back, she jumped from off of one foot, you know, and you're just like, kid 17. Uh, but to describe her, um, it's weird. She's she's the annoying kid's sister, but if you said anything about her, I'd beat your ass. Like it's weird. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if that's no. Billy, but like that's Billy. It's like she's just like, mm. hey, watch your mouth. Don't you say nothing about her. You know what I mean? Nope. You know? And then when totally you, but every time, but but it's just because she's so young, you forget how young she is because she's out here with us throwing live rounds. And then it, it's like, you forget. She's so mature. She's so driven. She's so professional. Like I, I say mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's a troll and stuff. But I'm saying this stuff. This is hotel lobby. This is, you know, before yeah. that, like when she's at the show, Billy's all business. And mm-hmm. she's one of the best right now. And so I have nothing but, but, um, but she's just, a, she's a charming kid. And I love her to death, but sometimes I want to throw a brick at her. because she because i know i'm an easy target because i'm so like awkward and quiet like after like after the shows i'm just like hands in my pockets just walking to the hotel elevator just "Mm -hmm." and she just messes with me i'm like everybody here you pick me billy like what did i do you you know and so it's just i just know i'm an easy target and billy's like ah you gotta take it man sorry and so but it's just mostly us just giving each other hell uh but yeah she's she is uh, talented, wise, and kind beyond her years. That's what I'll say about her. Definitely. And, Next. and a troll. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking troll. <laughs> but sweet kid. Definitely. Next, Chris Bay. Oh, listen. Look, Chris Bay is my dog. That's my homie. Listen, I feel like I feel like we will not we won't be able to appreciate Chris Bay for what he truly means to this business until he's done. We're going to realize that we witnessed one of the greatest careers. Now, I don't think he's gotten the I don't think he's gotten the credit that he deserves. I don't think he's gotten uh, the opportunities that he deserves. I don't think he's gotten half of the things that he deserves. And I've never heard him once bitch about it. Instead of getting mad, he gets busy. And he's been busy this entire time. And in those times where I've seen Chris take some stuff to the chin, man, and he's kind of, you know, and in those moments where he's down, you know what he's doing while he's down? He's not sulking. He's not complaining. He's looking at people that are down there with him and going, let me lift you up. There are very few people on this planet that that's their first impulse while they're down is to find somebody to lift up. There's very few people. Who not, not very many that are like that. That is you know, for sure. And and, and I'll say that. I, I just want to say my thing that I'll say about Chris Bay is he's an amazing performer that we won't be able to appreciate until he's done. But he's even a better human being than he is a wrestler. That's saying something. Mm-hmm. Next. You had a match with him on AEW Dark, Ethan Page. Uh, oh, man. Ethan Page is a consummate professional. Um, he's so professional, but at the same time, he's very, uh, he's, he's, he's a funny dude. 
but he's all business. It's so weird. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Right? He's a very, he's very business, but he's so funny. He's a funny dude. And he's, uh, he's easy to work with, but he's, he's a hard hitter, man. He, <laughs> when it's time, when the bell rings, he gets grimy. He gets grimy when the bell rings. But again, uh, yeah, Ethan Page is another guy who I'm like, I wish that wrestling was a bigger industry than it already is. Cause there's so many guys who I think the world is missing out on their best work <laughs> because it's just not enough time to, to, <clears throat> to put everybody under the microscope. But I feel like Ethan yeah. Page is a guy who's, who's just as good. I put him up there with like almost anybody in the country. You know, I, I feel like people give a lot of credit to Miz. I'm like, yo, Ethan Page is right there with guys like Miz, bro. Who you can put yeah. Ethan Page in there with. You can put Ethan Page in there with somebody who's never wrestled before and Ethan will make them look like they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You know, no, I, so. I, I definitely agree with you there. And, you know, big fan of his uh, toy hunt vlogs. I'll say that. I love watching those. <laughs> but uh, next category I have, I used to call it a speed round, uh, but to be honest, it never went that damn quick. So I just random question round. All right. I, some might be wrestling related, some might not be. Right. Only one that I always have on is the one I like to lead off with. Craziest okay. in match moment. Oh man, I've had some some pretty bizarre ones. Um, I was it, we, were, we were working in this company called XCW in Denton, Texas. It was right across the street from the University of North Texas. So Friday nights, all the college students would come and it was like, it was crazy. It was like a consistent, like five to 800 people every week. It was nuts. Um, but there was one time um, I was in a feud with Keith and um, his mom was known for like, you know, giving shtick and you know, and stuff like that to all the wrestlers. And she would get pretty animated to the point to where like security would have to hold her back or whatever. So mm -hmm. one time we, so one time we talked, we, I, we went over there and we thought, we thought we were like, dude, we're going <laughs> to, I remember we were on a road trip for like eight hours. We were coming up with this pitch to get mom to like do this with us. And I remember we asked her and we were, and at that point we hadn't told her anything. So she was, we were still favoring her. She had no clue. So like there would be times where Keith and I were in a feud and I would come over to hang out the next week and she just opened the door and be like, uh, he's downstairs. And she and it was just like, yo, I'd be like, yo, Keith, bro, like, come on, dog. Like, he's like, nope, kizzle fizzle, brother. And I was just like, man, get the, you know, because uh, Keith was also trained by killer. So he's hella old school. And so, but we ended up, we came, we drove, we drove about eight hours trying to come up with this pitch. And I remember we we had it down pat, bro. We like rehearsed, we had it down pat. And as soon as we started to pitch it, she was like, I'll do it. And we were like, well, shit. Like, we had this whole pitch. But anyway, like, uh, Keith and I were fighting. We were going back and forth. And actually, uh, Athena was in the group with me. And so our group was fighting Keith. He used to be a part of the group called the Big Time Players. And, like, uh, he kind of did the babyface run where he, like, left mm. the group. And then we're all salty going after the world title you know that whole storyline but yeah so we just start we start jumping him right and then his mom's going nuts and like keith's mom blows past security 
jumps the rail. So the fans go nuts, right? Keep in mind, this is Friday night, drunk college kids. So this is crazy, right? She blasts through Adrian, uh, Athena, excuse me. She blasts through Athena and slides in the ring. It felt like time stood still. And I was like, okay, this is the moment. And so at the time I was using like the uh, diamond cutter as the finisher, as my finisher. Mm. And I remember she was asking me how to take it. And he was like, don't tell her shit, grab her and fall. Don't tell her shit. And I was like, oh man. And so like, I remember doing it, like she started punching me or whatever. And, and then I was like, are you ready? And she wasn't, she was just so punched. I told her, don't pull any punches, just punch me. She was whooping my ass, bro. And so it was like, and I didn't even do nothing. I was like, normally I would do something to get your fist upside my head, but I didn't do nothing. And so, but she's punching me and I'm trying to ask her, is she ready? But she keeps hitting me in the mouth. And then like, I just go for it and I grab her and I hit the move. You know, the diamond cutter. And it's like a thud and she takes it horribly. It's like awkward looking. And this feral crowd goes silent. I mean, about six, seven, eight hundred people in there, and you could have heard a mosquito fart. It was crazy. <laughs> like, and then, and Keith at the time was so good. He has, he has this look where he's like looking down, and then he's got like a tear in his eye when he looks up, and he looks at me, and like in the moment, I remember like losing the 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 theatricality and the entertainment moment of it. It was one of those like he's got tears. I was like, oh shit. And so he starts chasing us and the crowd comes back to life. It's super quiet. The crowd comes back to life. We haul ass out the front door, but fans are grabbing us, trying to feed us to keep. They're not trying to let us out. Yeah. So we're like, for like, I'm telling you, it was nuts, bro. To this day, like it was crazy. And so like, we're fighting to get outside and we go to hit the block. We try to just hit the little corner and go around the side of the building and go through the locker room from the back, right? So we so we hit the block, we hit the corner, and I'm counting, we're doing a head count, and we can't find Scott, uh, who at the time, like, he was one of the guys in the group, Scott McKenzie. We couldn't find, I said, where's Scott? Then Scott <laughs> hits the corner, and I can't make this up. His singlet is, like, torn off, like, the straps are gone. The straps are gone. Uh, he used to wear like uh, a cutoff shirt over it, kind of like how Steam did. That shit's in tatters. And he's like, they're coming. And we're like, what? Because, you know, at some point, like, like fans are like, all right, show's over. Yeah. You know? Keith hits the corner, right? He comes around the corner, and you see this mob of people coming <laughs> around the corner. And so we go right back into the, so we're like, oh, guess the show's not over, right? And so he's coming around, it, bro, it looked like the Michael Jackson, like, beat it video. Like, it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was crazy. And so we're, like, we're just winging it at this point, because we're like, oh, we didn't plan this far, so we don't have anything. What do we, what do, we do? So everybody <laughs> starts feeding the key. And he's like throwing us into cars, throwing us into shit. And they're like, yeah. It was, and to this day, like, we finally get to the back security. I think the police ended up getting called too. It was crazy. We finally get to the back and we think we're in trouble. The promoter, Knight Davis, he's, he just, he kind of, he comes in and he's just like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. That's how you run a show. <laughs> he was like, I want to see that every week. 
And I remember at the time being like, I can't do this every week. Like, I'm scared right now. Like, I almost died. Like, yeah, that was my craziest moment, though. Like, uh, hitting Keith's mom with a diamond cutter and having Keith chase me uh, a half a block. Yeah, that, that, yeah. With with fans following him, cheering him on, like an angry mob, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't have wrote that. Like, yeah, like you can't write that kind of shit. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, hard to beat that for sure. Next question Cat or a dog person? I'm a dog person. But cats are fine. But I'm a dog. Oh, person. but cats are cool. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way. My my wife, when we first met, she had two, one of them left behind by a ex-roommate mm-hmm. and now at the current moment we got two english bulldogs and a great dane puppy oh, i have english bulldog oh i i'm a sucker for him i always have been and man i, I love the two that we have right now to death yeah, absolutely my dog me. she my dog she's very judgmental i feel like I, she walks around the house just judging me <laughs> she's very judgmental <laughs> She just has this look on her face, just like, you're always gone. I hate you. <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm definitely but, a dog person, but but cats are fine. Oh, yeah. No, I'm what breed you got an English bulldog or is it yeah. your dog a different? Yeah. No, nah, she's cool. an English bulldog. Her name is Butters. And she I, just turned six today, actually. Nice. <laughs> one of one of mine is about the max range that they get, and she's still around it and kicking. But uh, next one, favorite movie. Oh, Oof. can I give you my top three? Because favorite movie, it depends on what season I'm in. Of, of no, total first one, first one, easy Top Gun. Okay, easy, easy. It's not like Top Gun. Uh, second one, I, you might not know this movie because it's super, super obscure. There was this movie series. Uh, Hulk Hogan was actually in one of them, but it was called Three Ninjas. I love it. I love those. <laughs> so <laughs> Three Ninjas, uh, it's such such a dumb movie, I know. But like the first one, like the original Three Ninjas mm-hmm. is my jam. Um and like my siblings and I always gravitated to it because our grandfather would teach us martial arts in the summer. So like as little kids, we were like, this movie's about us. Why doesn't anybody ever try to rob our house? We'll mess them up. Like, you, know, it's, you know, and then as an adult, you watch it back, you're like, oh, those kids should be dead like five minutes into the movie. Okay, all right. All right. No, so, so yeah, so Top Gun, um, Three Ninjas, and... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Those my, are my jams. My Those absolute my jams. favorite of the Those original trilogy. Secret of the Ooze. Love Those it. Are my jams. Those are my jams. Oh, man. I could actually, I'm, damn, I need to go watch that one again because I was talking and with somebody all like, about <laughs> and They're all like childhood movies. Like Top Gun, like it was my dad's favorite movie. And like mm-hmm. he watched it every day in the summer. And so it was like, I guess I'm going to have to just watch Top Gun every day. And then it was just like, this is all right. This movie's all right. And uh, yeah, so those were my movies. I guess a recent movie will probably be, uh, it's not still not even that recent. It was a Christian Bale and a Hugh Jackman movie where they were both uh, illusionists. It was called The Prestige. 
Oh, I've heard of it. I, I think I've seen well, they were it. A rival been, illusionist. Been. Yeah. Just a uh, Christopher Nolan, very super layered movie. Uh, brilliantly done. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good cinema. So I gave you a bonus one. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Um, ooh, man, you would think I'd be prepared for this. Um, I will say weather the storm. Hmm. It's going to be a lot of that. Weather the storm. There's going to be times where somebody else don't think you have it. There's going to be times where you don't think you have it. And even in those moments, you're going to find have to find a way to weather the storm. It might be snow. It might be rain. It might be, you know, it, you got to weather the storm. Because when you weather the storm, those sunshine moments are that much greater. You know, mm. my Ring of Honor debut wouldn't have been as sweet had I not gone through the struggles of being like, oh, shit, this might not happen. This person thinks I can't do it. This person thinks I can't do it. I don't mm. even know if I can do it. You know, totally. you got to weather those storms, those moments, you know, those those silent moments of doubt. Those are the moments that nobody sees, though. And I feel like I don't even feel like it's a wrestling thing. I think anybody in life deals with that, where it's just like yeah. it's those moments that nobody sees you. Nobody knows. But you're kind of embarrassed that you kind of gave up on yourself in those moments. You kind of you kind of yeah. walk with this yeah. embarrassment like nobody knows you quit, but, you know, and that's enough, you know. Mm. And so I think yeah. one of those things where I, I, I want to tell anybody coming into wrestling, like get comfortable. Uh in uncomfortable situations and learn how to weather the storm because that is the most important skill that you can ever attain as a wrestler is the ability to weather the storm and operate in chaos. If you can't operate in chaos, you will not make it here. You, you can be the best wrestler that ever lived, but if you can't operate in chaos, it's yeah. you're gonna find it very difficult. You're gonna find it very difficult. It's mentally taxing. It's physically taxing. It's spiritually oh, I, taxing. And especially, cold. especially with how the internet fans are today. You know, mm, like yeah, you know. And it's one of those things. It's like everybody's entitled to their opinion, but we're in a social media age, so now everybody's got a microphone. Mm. It's not like you hear booze in the stadium and then you get to go home and it's fine. You get to hear the booze in the stadium and then you get to go on Twitter and see mentions that like. You know, uh, oh, J.D. Griffey uh, fights like somebody's drunk uncle. Oh, J.D. Griffey's the best MMA hybrid wrestler I've ever seen. And you're like, oh, I don't know which one's true. One is giving me this this glorious praise and another one's just shitting on me. I don't know either one of these people. So, you know, you got to just kind of get used to weathering the storm, being realistic with that like you have to be realistic and realize you can if you're in this business you're going to get beat up physically mentally a lot of people we're losing a lot of people in wrestling and that's the sad part and that's why i say that's my advice to weather the storm is because we have so many wrestlers taking their own lives mm. you know what i mean like, yeah not to put like a, a super somber serious note on that fucking advice but it's the realest advice because there's a lot of people who come into this thinking it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and we're going to live our dreams and you 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 do all of this work to get to heaven and find out you're in hell and they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. They, you know, and then they they just they they don't want to live like that. And it's like and then what do we do? We just say thoughts and prayers and they get a retweet and then we go on about our day like nothing else fucking happened. Yeah. 
and why their family is left to live with these scars, right? And so it's one of yeah. those things like, if you're going to get into wrestling, be ready to weather the fucking storm. Be, mm-hmm. be ready because it's coming. You know, that's that's my advice for that. And that's my advice for anybody pursuing anything that they have a passion for. Oh, yeah. Because when you have a passion for something, it's a, it's almost a part of your identity. And so if mm-hmm. somebody says, I'm not a good wrestler, it makes me feel like I'm not a good person. Like, I am not worth it. You have to mm-hmm. learn to separate yourself from your craft, too, which as mm-hmm. an artist, as a martial artist, it's hard to do. You being a soldier, it's like somebody telling you, like, hey, it's different, but it, you get what I'm saying. It's like your example is the gro- most gross example of what I'm talking about, where you get home and they go, hey, don't be a soldier anymore. What? Yeah. Fuck you mean? I'm a fucking sailor. Like, I'm I'm a Marine. Like, fuck you mean? Like, Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> the it, man it, I was before I left is dead. <laughs> you telling me to go back? You telling me to go back? No, for real though. Like I ain't even trying to be funny. You telling no, me to yeah. go back and be someone who doesn't fucking exist anymore? Yeah. No, I. I sometimes that doesn't manifest itself very well. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, totally. And I I can totally relate because, <laughs> hell, the guy that I was before I enlisted probably wouldn't even be able to gather up the courage to even do this damn podcast like i was the most you'd ever meet and now i i that pretty much got beat out of me pretty damn quick in the military because you realize you're not going to get a damn thing done if you're you going to be too shy to storm. and you, you got to weather the stuff. storm yeah yeah oh. so you already know exactly what i'm talking mm-hmm. about you know Totally. And I tell people that when they talk to me about, you know, advice on enlisting, I'm like, basically in different words, weather the storm, because you're mm-hmm. going to have moments, especially at boot camp, where you're going to be like, what the fuck am I doing? It's, but you yeah. get past that and you realize why you got into it, you're going to be fine. It's the greatest honor to be able to serve. But it's also one of those things like just because it's an honor don't mean it's going to be easy and it's going to cost mm-hmm. you something. What does it cost you, motherfucker? It costs you, you. That's what it costs you. You want to know what pro wrestling is going to cost you? Yourself, motherfucker. Like, so weather the storm. You know, weather totally. the storm. Weather the storm. Totally. That's 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 my advice. All the other stuff, I feel like their trainers can teach them. Like how to bump, how to sell, how to how to perform moves safely. Uh, yeah. It's hard to teach someone to weather the storm. And that's just the advice I have. I can't even tell somebody how to weather the storm. Because I'm mm. still learning it in the storm as we speak right now. There are so mm-hmm. many things that are in flux in my life right now, in my career right now. Everything's happening so quickly. And it's 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 good, right? Yeah. But it's overwhelming. You still you have to weather the storm even when good shit's happening. No, yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can have something where you've lined up an interview with JD Griffey and Shane Taylor this week, but then next week you've got fucking Wardlow, Joe, Hobbs, Starks. Back to back to back to back to back to back. And you would think, oh, that's a good thing. But you'll fuck around and have a mental attack, a fucking anxiety attack over shit because it's too much good shit. There is a such thing as too much good shit and too much bad shit. You got to weather the storm in every form mm-hmm. of that phrase. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, totally. if you're a part of this industry at all, as a fan, as a performer, as a ref, as a cameraman, I'm going to be honest, the production, they've got it the worst out of all of us they don't get any of the credit 
but our production mm-hmm. crew, our ring crew, our fucking referees, our producers, our agents, our coaches, mm-hmm. they they do so much to put us in the best light. And then we get to go stand in the applause while they get all mm-hmm. of the stress and none of the applause, right? Mm-hmm. You honor totally. that by going out and giving the best fucking performance for the people who can't get that, you know, who can't get that applause, right? So yeah, yeah. man, that's that's my advice. Whether it's going. very, very great advice. Well, one, that is about all I have. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And where can people find you social media wise so they can you know get their eyes on you if they don't already have them there? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Facebook. Uh, I don't really be on Facebook that much, but Instagram and Twitter is that J at that at that JD Griffey on both hand uh both platforms that JD Griffey. And, All right, uh, hit me up, give me a follow. You know how how y'all say it on YouTube? Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know y'all be like, hey, get to with the with the social media stuff. Like, nope, we'll we'll subscribe. get we'll get that down. Oh, there. you gonna get me right here? You gonna get me with the that Jetty Griffey right here? Yeah, we'll get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I appreciate it, man. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate the conversation. Uh, thank you for reaching out and putting this interview together pretty quickly, man. You are you are uh, you've been my easiest interview. I will say that well, we've had hey. everything together. Like all I had to do was show up and sit down and, and talk to you. So that was fantastic. So thank hey, you. Hey, I, I appreciate the compliment. I try to keep it, you know lighthearted and easy going you know just Absolutely. i've had i've had one guy tell me it was like he was just sitting down having a beer yeah. with a friend i'm like that's that, that's without yeah me even that's telling him, without me even telling him that was the aim that i had for it i'm like damn it that yeah. is exactly what i wanted yeah. yeah that's the vibe though you definitely have a shoot the shoot shoot the breeze with my bro vibe you know so uh it's been the easiest interview, you know, so I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate Definitely. you. Definitely. Um, I'm getting kind of hungry, so I'm going to get going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. All right.